it's my pleasure to introduce our 2020 February tasting flight. And uh, this is going to be a pretty fun flight this month. It starts off with uh, the newest vintage of our uh, Chardonnay from Tincross Vineyard, our second estate in Alexander Valley. And it's always nice just to start a tasting with um, something refreshed and, and crisp to get your palate ready uh, for the, the falling wines. Uh, and this one is, is definitely a great way to start the flight. Uh, we move into some Pinots, and um, I very rarely do this, but um, I wanted to give an opportunity to do uh, a comparison tasting here. So we've got our 2014 Pinot Noir from Block 4. And that's actually next to our 2015 Pinot Noir from Block 4. So you get what we call a vertical tasting here. It's the same vineyard, uh, but from two different vintages. And you just get to see, you know, what happens to the same fruit, the same wine made the same way, and how its terroir um, impacts it, um, you know, by year. So that's that's going to be a, a really nice one. Uh, we followed up with uh, going a little heavier now with our Syrah. Um, you know, we make a lot of um, a lot of different varietals, and this is really um, something we do for our fans and our wine club. And uh, you know, we we want to do what we do well, uh, but we also do a lot of things well. So this is one of those that we're really happy uh, happy with, and I'm happy it's on the flight. And of course, we have to round it off with a nice full-bodied wine, and that's going to be our 2014 Alliage. And uh, this is a really classic wine for us. This is um, a big hitter for us, I'd like to call it. And um, uh, again, it's another it's another fan favorite for us, and it's a nice full-bodied cab, and there's no really better way to finish off a tasting flight. Our 2015 Chardonnay Tincross. So in order to tell you about this wine, um, I definitely need to start by telling you a little bit about the vineyard. So this comes from our uh, Tin Cross Vineyard, which sits 2,000 feet elevation above uh, the Alexander Valley. So you've got the greater Sonoma region, and then you've got the sub-AVA of Alexander Valley, and the sub-sub-AVA of Pine Mountain Cloverdale Peak. Uh, and so that's sort of a newly formed uh, AVA denoting uh, really premium varietals. So we acquired that vineyard uh, back in 2015 under the new ownership. Uh, so sitting at that uh, elevation, you've got, uh, we have 32 planted acres and uh, we have two uh, plantings of Chardonnay. So this comes from Harrison Block, which is the lower planting of our Chardonnay. And just from where it grows, it picks up a little bit more acidity um, in its fruit. And that, that makes it really perfect for uh, stainless steel. And that makes it really perfect for sparkling. And so in fact, we do use the Harrison Block Chardonnay for both of those things. So the 2015 vintage here, uh, it is produced uh, mostly in stainless steel. Uh, it does see uh, about 10% two-year-old French oak. And we do that purposefully. We, we want to bring out that really fruit-forward characteristic. Uh, but we also want to add just a little bit of that body and a little bit of that creaminess that is indicative of Chardonnay. So on this Chardonnay in particular, uh, I would say tasting notes are, again, uh, it, it's all about its fruit. That's the first thing it wants to present you. Um, so it's going to give you those really characteristic green apple, that sort of pear. Um, it's um, maybe slightly minerally just from the uh, the stainless steel, but that that's really reaching for that. Um, on the palate, it's... Uh, almost effervescent. It's definitely crisp, uh, or you can tell it wants to be effervescent, but it's definitely got a nice, crisp, refreshing mouthfeel. So it's on that lighter style of Chardonnay. It's not this big, oaky, 
butter bomb. Um, but it, it's more it's more for um, going with lighter fare. So think foods that are you know like white meats, chickens, turkeys, Thanksgiving foods. Uh, think seafoods. Uh, excellent companion with seafoods. Um, this is a great wine for a hot summer day. Uh, this is just yeah bright, crisp, refreshing style of Chardonnay. Alright, so we have next our 2014 uh, Pinot Noir from Block 4. So this is our state fruit in the Santa Cruz Mountains. So here we're at 2,000 feet uh, elevation in the Santa Cruz Mountains. You've got this really cool coastal climate and Pinot Noir does really, really well uh, in a climate like that. It has very delicate skins, very thin skins and uh, it's easily scorched and so it really prefers that uh, cooler uh, influence. And that's part of the reason why Pinot is such an approachable wine. It's not going to be this big, punch you in the mouth, overly tannic red. You've got these lighter skins, and the skins and stems and seeds, that's where you get uh, all of that bitterness and tannin and really big body. And with the Pinot having such light skins, you end up with this really soft, very elegant body. So Pinot tends to be much lighter in color um, and very silky, very soft on the mouthfeel. And our, our Pinot is, is no exception to that, is absolutely soft and lovely and very, very light uh, and yet doesn't give up on, on depth of flavor here. So uh, the Block 4 Pinot especially is, um, it, it's, it's our reserve. It, it grows in one of the most premium portions of the vineyard. It's westward facing, it grows on a slope facing the Monterey Bay. So it gets all the harshest uh, environment. It gets the harshest wind, the harshest rain, the harshest sun, the harshest fog. It really gets beat up, it suffers and it struggles. And we love that. Uh, the, the more it struggles, uh, the more vigor it, it takes to produce uh, its fruit. And so we get this really well concentrated uh, wine out of out of block four uh, in particular. So we have eight acres of Pinot Noir on the estate, and this is uh, this is at least a couple of, about two acres uh, on the estate. And um, we keep this separate just to capture that flavor, to capture that struggle, and to capture that sense of place in the terroir where this wine grows. So this is uh, a little bit deeper. It's usually a deep ruby red. Sometimes has a, a, a bit more, just a touch more of tannin than our uh, the rest of the estate vineyard. Uh, Lots of lots of uh, beautiful red uh, and bright fruit on this one, and it's a, it's definitely a Byington favorite. So I'm happy to introduce our uh, newest vintage of our Block Four Pinot. Uh, our Pinot Noir Block Four has a, a really uh, like it's a fan favorite. It's it's just got a huge following at the winery. So every single year, um, this is a wine that people really look forward to. Um, Santa Cruz Mountains. It's just a, a perfect wine growing region for Pinot. Uh, it's it's a classic wine growing region for Pinot. Um, it's it's a very old AVA. It's it's uh, about the same time as Napa and Sonoma uh, that it, it was established. Um, it's two. Our vineyard is two thousand feet elevation, and uh, elevation is really helpful for fruit too. It helps it to ripen, um, and for us, we've got that Santa Cruz Mountains, uh, that fog, that marine layer, that overcast that you usually uh, is very indicative of our of our vineyard. And Pinot Noir loves that. So Pinot Noir has 
is really thin skins uh, and, and for that reason it can get scorched very easily so this is not a wine that you're gonna see uh, or these this isn't a varietal that you'll see planted in super hot regions so think regions like Paso Robles you know they're, they're not gonna have um, a, a large variety of Pinot because they're, they're just too delicate for that harsh sunlight um, so again Santa Cruz Mountains being that cool coastal climate um, it is really that perfect region for Pinot to um, uh, to be fully uh, realized. Uh, so our Pinot um, is is really nice. We have eight acres of Pinot Noir surrounding our uh, chateau, and there's a block. We have there. It's divided into four blocks, and one of the blocks is actually it's westward facing, and that means that it's gonna get. Um, pretty much beat up more than anything else in the vineyard. It's getting the harshest sun, the harshest rain, the harshest fog, the harshest wind, soil composition changing because it's, uh, you know, as it falls down the mountain. So it really struggles, it really suffers, and for uh, we couldn't be happier that it suffers. We're, we're sadists with that. Uh, we, the, you know, the more it suffers, the more vigor it puts into producing a quality wine. So you get these really concentrated, intense flavors. Uh, and that's, that's something that makes Block 4 and particular very special so we keep it separate uh, from the rest of the vineyard uh, just to preserve that that mini terroir that mini sense of place that comes out from this wine so the 2015 in particular uh, comes off of a pretty difficult vintage for us we're sort of in the middle of drought years there and uh, we actually only got maybe 30% of the normal yield that we would normally get uh, from that block. So it was a really, really small run, uh, very, very special for that reason, and ended up uh, creating an even more concentrated style of Pinot. So this is uh, definitely a treat. Vince, tell me more about the flavors of the 2015 Pinot Block 4 that you just discussed. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, the Block 4 uh, in particular tends to offer um, just a touch fuller body. It's got just a little bit more um, tannin than the rest of the, the vineyard. And so you end up with um, still a, you know, it's still Pinot, it's still going to have, you know, that really, you know, silky, light body, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's Pinot, it's not a cab, you know, uh, but it's going to just offer a little bit more weightiness as far as the mouthfeel. As far as flavor, um, in Santa Cruz Mountains, one of the things that hits me uh, more than anything else is when our, I taste our Pinots is going to be strawberry. It's always strawberries. That's like the most dominant uh, fruit that comes out. When they're really young, it's going to be that fresh red strawberries um, when they as they age uh, which our pinots age really well uh, you know we're drinking 2007s and 8s right now um, even up a block four that are you know really just exceptional um, and they they offer more of that aged uh, strawberry or like dried strawberry um, flavor um, this one is uh, particularly nice it's showing a little bit of cola and a little bit of clove as well, so it's really complex. It's got uh, the, those sort of earthy notes to it. Uh, some some coming from earth, some coming from oak. Uh, real small hints of vanilla from the oak. So again, I perceive that more as like clove. Um, yeah, cola, cherry are usually something found. Uh, cranberry usually something found in pinot, but again, more on that strawberry side. Great. And looking at your tasting notes, I'll give you a hard time here, but you'll say something like it pairs well with uh, dishes with feta, olives, arugula, and parm. 
Parmesan. Mm -hmm. It seems kind of random. How do you come up with that, Vince? Uh, first things first, uh, I'm looking at my own palate and thinking, gosh, what would, what, what, what am I hungry for right now, right? And uh, it's kind of how I pick dinner is, is thinking about uh, what wine do I want to drink and then what food pairs with that rather than going the other way around. But for, um, for most wines, there's sort of those classic pairings. And, and one of the things that you want to do is think about um, regional uh, regional items. So if you're having um, Italian food, well, you know, probably nine out of ten times Italian wine is going to pair with that. If you're having Spanish food, Spanish wine, and, and so on and so forth. Um, so with Pinot, there are really classic pairings for Pinot, and you kind of want to think pink with pink. So anything that's like ham, or think like Thanksgiving foods, cranberries, cranberry sauces, salads that have that fruitiness in it, um, you know, salmon, that's another great one, and a more pink, right? So um, those are those are really good pairings and lighter fare because Pinot's not going to be again that heavy varietal that has so much tannin. It's not going to be able to hold up to something bold like a steak, right? So you you don't want a food that's going to overpower your wine, which is why lighter fare things like chicken, turkey, again think Thanksgiving foods um, are going to do really well uh, with something like Pinot. So in my head, I was thinking, man, feta cheese again, something really light, uh, very savory. Uh, you know, olives, very very light, kind of earthy flavor. And I was talking about the earthiness and the Pinot. Um, those are things that uh, I could really enjoy. Um, snacking on with us. Great. Thanks, Vince. This is our 2014 Syrah Pagoni Ranch, Alexander Valley. Uh, so this is a, a really good Syrah. I remember um, when we first had it bottled and I was writing tasting notes for it. Uh, I was kind of thinking, um, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like, and um, I was moving really quickly, and then I put it on my palate, and I just had to stop. Um, I was really, really impressed by this one. Um, there's some weight on this Syrah, so uh, warm climate Syrah tends to do that. It gives you um, a little bit more, uh, instead of gaminess, it's more like a barbecued kind of, uh, like a grilled um, flavor that it, that it offers, um, and then it gives you these really deep dark berries so you've got like blueberry and you know deep plum and black fruit and blue fruit um it's uh really uh i would say medium plus uh to full bodied and um it just has a hint of that sort of classic uh, black pepper as well that comes with syrah so this is an all-around um really good food wine uh and as you can imagine this is going to go great with you know barbecued meats um i would have this with um beef ribs that have maybe smokiness and maybe just a hint of spiciness to it or even sweet uh, barbecue sauce on it. Um, this is just going to do really well with that. But the other thing you can do is um, go in a different direction and think like um, think uh, you know like Chinese food. Um, Chinese food does really well with this too. So anything that has um, maybe some really uh, like citrus um, you know sauces on it as well, orange chicken, something like that. Um, it, it just can hold up to some of those uh, you know, almost semi-sweet foods as well. Um, just because it has that uh, that such deep beautiful fruit to it and it is so weighty um yeah so the syrah comes from uh pagoni ranch and um we we actually purchased a couple different uh, varietals from there um because we really appreciate um that ava of alexander valley it's hot valley floor and uh, really brings big varietals like that
Alright, so now I'm going to present um, really what is a Byington Classic. This is something on our menu that you'll see is uh, listed under Byington Favorite. Uh, this is the 2014 Alliage Santa Cruz Mountains. So, um, Alliage is a wine that we've been making from the very beginning. Um, and it is has always been a Bordeaux-style blend. Um, it is predominantly Cabernet Sauvignon, and um, it's so that means it's going to be about 75% Cabernet Sauvignon, and the rest of it will be comprised of Cabernet Franc and Merlot. And so this is a kind of unique blend um, because it covers a few different regions. You've got um, our local Santa Cruz Mountains AVA, which is uh, the Cabernet Sauvignon and the Cabernet Franc. Uh, and those both come from the same vineyard, which is Bates Ranch Vineyard. It's um, a very highly regarded vineyard uh, in, in our AVA. And then you, it's rounded off with Merlot. And the Merlot actually comes from our second estate in the Alexander Valley, which is Tin Cross Vineyard. Um, and that you have um, really high elevation fruit on the Merlot. And uh, it, it just really makes this a full-bodied and rich blend. This is a um, definitely a cab lover's wine. Um, it is very full-bodied. It's got... Um, powerful and yet pleasing tannin. Um, it's not going to be overpowering, but it's definitely going to be weighty and grippy and um, really uh, tempting to have, you know, some food with it. And this is one of those that is going to be a classic pairing with your marbled red meats, you know. That's the important thing about um, tannin. That's what tannin does. It cuts through anything else that has tannin. So um, you can think of, you know, again, uh, a steak, absolutely. Uh, but then you can also go with like, like dry hard cheeses, right? Um, I could definitely have this with something like an aged Gouda or something really um, dry and hard like that. Uh, again, that tannin is just going to cut right through it and refresh your palate. Um, or even think of something uh, very rich like a... Um a uh, very rich piece of fudge, you know, that's something that uh, fudge also has tannin and that again is going to cut right through it. Um, or on the other side you've got uh, portobello mushroom, right? Again, very rich, so think like a grilled portobello mushroom. Um, you're absolutely going to appreciate alliage with that. Alliage itself uh, means alloy and that's just a uh, throwback to uh, Byington Steel, the older days of Byington. Uh, but uh, for us it also, uh, we kind of see that as that, that blending um, um, that blending and refining uh, of these three varietals put together to make this classic wine.